welcome to Around the House. I'm Dawn Steimer. No, I'm not Scott Brokamp, but I am here uh, just subbing in for Scott. He's traveling for the holidays, and I'm very grateful to be here with you this morning. I've missed you. It's been six months since I've been on the air with you and just delighted to be here. Um, I want to share a couple things with you. Mastery Modelers is celebrating 25 years this year. It's hard to believe it's been that long, but we have had some good times. I was uh, adding things up the other day, and we have been in over 12,000 homes. That's a few. <laughs> and so we're just really delighted. Um, I've been out seeing the grands the grandkids in New Orleans and playing with them, tripping with them, camping with them, and then uh, also celebrating the 25 years. And I'm going to tell you a story that I probably don't have to tell you, but there's a there's a reason for me telling you. Um, one of the things that I ended up doing while I was off was having uh, a cryoablation on my kidney. They had been watching a spot for two and a half years on my kidney. And it started to grow. And they got it. It, I mean, it was stage one. And it was found during another CAT scan for something else. So the reason I'm telling you that story is they got it all. I don't have chemo. I don't have radiation, nothing. But the reason I'm telling you this is go to your doctor. Let them do what they need to do. If something's not right, I just kept saying, I don't feel right. I don't feel right. And they finally found it. And it took a while. But... Anyway, I digress, but I wanted to thank you for your prayers for those of you that are aware and of those of you that are not celebrate with me because we're really excited to be free. <laughs> All right. Today is Saturday, November 18th. It's about 56 degrees outside, high of 62 today, low 35. And tonight there's a, or excuse me, during the day, there's a slight chance of rain, but it should be fine by kickoff. Maybe a drizzle, but it's only 15%, so don't sweat it. Today's the last day of the fall season for the Market Square on uh, Farmer's Market. Next weekend, the square will be all lit up for Christmas, so drop by today between 9 and 1 for your last chance this year for local produce and crafts. Also, Marble Springs State Historic Site on Governor John Sevier Highway is hosting a stargazing event tonight. Bring your telescopes, lawn chairs, and blankets to enjoy the Leonid, I hope I'm saying that, Leonid meteor shower tonight from 7 to 11. The forecast is for clear skies and crisp temperatures, so dress warm, really warm. <laughs> and, of course, our beloved Vols are playing the top-ranked Georgia team today, the Bulldogs, at 3.30 on CBS. If you're not, you know, real happy with the announcing... You know, as you go, as I am not, I hadn't thought about this, but you can always turn down your TV and listen to the game on our sister station, WIVK, the flagship station of the Vol Network. For a complete list of events, if you just want something to do and not quite sure what it is, go to visitknoxville.com, my favorite site for what to do, visitknoxville.com, and they'll get you set up. All right, today's on today's edition of Around the House, we're talking about ways to spruce up your home for the holiday entertaining. Take a look around. Are your walls scuffed up or need a little more contemporary color? How about your furniture? You know, throw pillows and doilies, well, they'll only hide so much when it comes to torn upholstery. 
Well, let's get those things fixed. My first guest this morning is Painter One, one of the fastest growing painting contractors in the Knoxville area. area. And joining me this morning live in studio is uh, Kelly and Keith Lane, the owners of Painter One, and the general manager, Charlie Holloway. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. morning. Welcome. Welcome. I'm so glad to have all of you so bright and chipper today. Thanks for having us. (laughs) My pleasure. All right. Um, So Painter One is a local business. Correct. And it's not a franchise. It is a franchise. It is a franchise. Yes, ma'am. Okay. Okay. But you are the local owners. That's correct. Then how long have you been doing this now? So we've had Painter One for, this is our third year in business. Mm-hmm. I've been in the industry for about 10 years now. And then before that, I've been in remodeling, flooring, mm-hmm. all kinds of different things. So, All right. Well, I'm glad that you're here the, today. Um, actually, I kind of feel like painting is one of the quickest, easiest ways to freshen up your house. That's right. Right? That's exactly right. Um, what, what are you, what is trending? Now I see no gray on house and things like that. Now they're going to the brown tones, earth tones, again. kind of the brown tones, even some green, I've seen greens and stuff coming back in ah. some hunter greens, Kelly greens, oh, things no. like that. And I'm kind of like, Oh, we're going back to the nineties maybe. <laughs> what about blue? We see a lot of blues, navy blues, bold blues, things mm-hmm. like that for sure. Okay. Okay. So, a lot of those, uh, uh, cooling tones are still in too even, okay. even though we're still going to the trends of browns and beiges as well right well and i think people do what they see for a while and i was before i got into this business i was doing things just as things were going out because i'd get used to that gray well i didn't get used to the gray so i'm really excited <laughs> coming <Yeah>. back <laughs> <laughs> most definitely and a lot of people are going to the grayses too where it's yes. kind of that beige and gray mix yeah. so you can they work with everything. Yeah, and that's kind of cool. Yeah, definitely. Because I think we're going to be in neutrals for a while. Absolutely. Um, all, you paint more than walls, though. What all do you paint? Oh, man. We paint a lot of things. Um, we'll <laughs> paint walls, ceilings, anything inside, really. Um, outside, we'll do the exterior. We we do get some questions to paint shingled roofs, and absolutely not. We'll oh, thank that. you. <laughs> But you know, I would we'll be that. like Keith, come here. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> Paint shingled roofs, people. Um, it just doesn't work that way. No, it doesn't work that, that way. Those granules are going to come off. <laughs> They'll come off, and it won't stick. Oil and water don't mix with the asphalt shingles. <laughs> no, and all I can see is this peeling of paint sliding down the road that's what i see (laughs) it's not really funny but it would be in a weird sort of way that's right (laughs) all right so you do turn down some things that you don't think are gonna work well absolutely we try to give the best advice to our client to make sure that they're getting the a good quality job and you know, not everybody knows that paint doesn't go on everything. So, yeah. So. Um, how about vinyl siding? There's a lot of folks that want to change the color of their home. There, You can absolutely paint vinyl siding, but you've got to use vinyl safe paint. If you uh, don't use vinyl safe paint, it will warp and wrinkle, and then you're going really? to reside your whole home. Ooh, sounds like you've had some experience with this. I haven't seen it in person because <laughs> I took the lesson and said, I'm not going to try that. I'm going to go with vinyl safe. I'm with you. <laughs> so you actually have painted some with vinyl safe paint yes correct okay how did that turn out it turns out very well um you know 
what the vinyl safe paint does, it, it has the absence of, absence of the black colorant. Mm-hmm. So, and that's not absorbing all the UV. That's what absorbs the ah. heat and causes it to warp. So, you know, you kind of want to stick with the lighter colors when it comes to outside painting with uh, with on vinyl. Interesting, interesting. Well, I'm delighted that you all are here. Um, I want to invite our callers into this conversation we're going to be here for the hour and we want to talk about all things paint so if you have a question maybe you have old oil paint trim and you want to put some kind of a new coat on a freshen up coat um what do i do that's a question that we're going to answer when we come back but join our conversation at 656-8255 you can talk or text you can call or text again that number is 656 656- Eight six five six five six eight two five five. Did I get it right? <laughs> it's been six months. <laughs> and we will be right back with more of Around the House on News Talk 98.7 WOKI. Welcome back. I'm Dawn Steimer subbing in for Scott Brokamp this morning. Glad to be here. Delighted to spend some time with you this Saturday, November the 18th. And it looks like it's going to be a great day for a football game. I don't know what's going to happen, but you know what? We're, it's on our side. They're in our home, right? That's right. All right. 717 this Saturday morning. We're talking with Keith Lane and Charlie Holloway from Painter One. Uh, I want to talk about prep. Okay. But before I do, I want to invite our listeners to either call or text Eight six five six five six eight two five five six five six eight two five five or one eight hundred nine five one eight two five five. All right, Keith and Charlie, what's happening with the prep? I bet you see a lot of that. That's <laughs> yeah, the I most hope important you see part. It. Yes, I agree. It's the most important part. That's and right. I'm the person that has is excited about the color and wants to get that paint on the wall. But I've learned that, you know, just prep. <laughs> prep is right? the most important. The paint's the easy part. It's yeah. doing the prep right. That's what makes the paint work and stick and do what it's supposed to. All right. So let's talk about interior for a minute. You walk inside and you see a home that hasn't been painted in 10, 15 years. Mm-hmm. And it's time. Uh, and they may want to change the color they may not um, and they want you to do the trim and the baseboard so what is it that you, that you focus on and and tell me how you get ready especially if it's the whole house i mean we're going to go in and evaluate at the estimate and see what we need to do and have a good idea of as far as the level of prep we need to do mm-hmm. it depends on you know how many pictures do people want on the walls or have they had their kids taking magic markers and painting all their drawing on the walls ah. so you know we have to take all that everything is in consideration how much furniture is in there do we yeah, need to I help move about that yeah. so there's time there's plenty and it's that's where our most time consuming thing is is the prep and the mm-hmm. level of prep we have to do and of course when we come in we're going to put down drop cloths we're going to tape off we're going to do mud work we're going to repair those nail holes the cracks stress cracks and we're going to repair them right we're not just going to skim over them we're going to actually dig out that stress crack and then fill put, it, fill it with it, fill it, fill tape it, it everything just like that. Wow. So, you know, it's it's a process because if we don't do the prep right, our paint's not going to look right and it's not going to work right. 
So, what kind of finishes are you typically using today for walls? Uh, most of the time, we're we're a little bit in flat, but you see more of people wanting the cleanability. So you're going to go up to that eggshell satin sheen. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. we see I like mostly that. that. Eggshell has just been a a godsend for a long time. Absolutely. Ever since I've been doing this in 98, when I came, I had never heard of eggshell. (laughs) It was flat and semi-gloss, you know, and there was so many things in between that now. Oh, yeah. It's it's tough to keep up with sometimes because they've named sheens everything. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) I don't know how you keep up with it. Well, it's nice to have a professional that you can ask questions. Absolutely. Um, If someone wants to talk with you about a painting project, how can they get a hold of you, Keith? So they can call into our office line. It's 865-345-5800. They can also go to our website, which is painter1knoxville.com forward slash or painter1.com forward slash Knoxville. And we have a place where they can actually submit a request or yeah. anything like that. So we're pretty easy to get a hold of. All right. And you're on Facebook. Facebook, Instagram. Yeah, Instagram. Yeah. Okay, good, good. So you're definitely in social media. So you'll find Painter One if you want to. Absolutely. Um all right, let's talk about, now you've got things prepped. Do you have to wipe them down with a you, scruffy or something? I You'll want to make sure you get all the dust. If you've done some drywall work and things like that and sanded, you'll want to get all that off. And we also do what's called a pole sand as well to kind of scuff up yeah. the walls and make sure that our paint's going to bond and, and everything Okay, well. so you knock a little sheen off, is that it? That's pretty much from it. From the previous? Yeah, you just want to make sure it will bond well with the, the existing layer and everything. Sometimes, especially, you know, people don't think about if you're going from something that's maybe a satin or semi-gloss and you're trying to go down and sheen, you've got to sand that, but you've also got to prime it so you don't have a an effect what's called fish eyeing which will actually start separating the paint and you'll have little spots everywhere so no (laughs) that would be a nightmare absolutely all right so you have prepped Mm -hmm. and maybe you discovered that there is oil oil-based paint on the stair rail and the beautiful moldings in the home because it's an older home. Sure. And my question is, what kind of paint can you put on there and how do you prep for that? So what we'll do at that point is we'll give the client options because we can go back with an oil-based paint. We can still, we still have access to that. Um, the other thing we have to do, we can't go directly with a latex. We want something that's going to be, if it's something like a handrail, we want something that's going to stand up to the hand grease and hand oils that we have mm-hmm. as we're grabbing it. So you're going to have something that needs to be more high performance. Um, we'll use products that we use like on cabinets and things like that because you still need to be able to ha- able to grab them and, and they'll stand up dry real hard and everything like that right so what we have to do if it's an oil-based paint and we don't want to have the odor and things like that we still have to at some point use oil-based primer and we can convert uh, it at that point to a latex paint okay but if you just try to go on top oil and water again don't mix so if you put latex <laughs> on top of oil it's just going to peel right off all right well, I didn't mean to put you on the spot, but I knew you knew the answer. <laughs> <laughs> and it's a it's a complicated answer, and you have to do the steps mm-hmm. to have a successful finish. Absolutely. Right? All right. So now you have uh, you you've done your prep and you're ready to go. How do you decide what to roll and what to paint? So 
what we're going to do on the interior, we never do any spraying or anything like that. So yeah. it kind of depends on the uh, this the area that we have to work with. If we can't fit a roller in there, obviously it's all brushwork, or we can get a little whiz roller to, to kind of get <laughs> the stipple cool. matching. Because you will, when you look at a wall, you're going to see the difference in the application, whether it's a brush or been rolled on and things like that. So we try to minimize that. Mm-hmm. But for the most part on the interior, we're going to paint with a brush on trim and you know smaller things like that and also you know we'll either use a combination for doors either a little whiz roller that's small or we'll brush it as well do you take them off to paint them if you're painting like 10 doors sometimes we do it's kind of dependent on the customer we find out what their needs are and things like that but you know of course a, a spray application if our customer requests that we're going to actually take those doors off and set up a little spray booth outside mm-hmm. and make sure we get those done <laughs> right. But it's definitely uh, a lot of our stuff is by customer request. And then if they request something that we would advise against, of course, we're going to let them know, right. Hey, wait a minute. You probably want to think about this <laughs> yeah. a little bit. Yeah. Um, there are, there are so many questions about prep and about application. I want to open that up again to our listeners at 865-656-8255 or 1-800-951-8255. All right, so we've got the prep. Now, what about after you're finished and you've picked up your drop cloths? Mm-hmm. Um, what kind of warranty do you offer on your work? So we offer a, a two-year warranty, and that's on wow. our, our labor and everything. The paints that we use, we make sure they have the warranty as well. So we can go to our suppliers and have them come in if there's an issue and determine, hey, was this a paint failure or was it an application failure? But either way, we're going to cover, make sure everything is covered if it's a failure on either of our parts. Okay. And then there are certain things we don't warranty, but for the most part, most things, things like horizontal surfaces or, or stuff that's going to take a lot of impact, whether it's weather or walking across, that's the stuff that we really can't warranty. I wondered but about that. You don't that. know how, much, how people are going to drag a furniture across yeah. it, things like that. So I've had people ask me to paint beautiful flooring, and I think, no. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, they kind of look at you because you're not giving them what they want to hear, but I'm being honest with you about, you know, this is not going to be what you think it is. Yes, blue would be beautiful in here. I agree. But it isn't going to stay blue for a whole long time. That's right. She says, well, you know, if you sand it and da-da-da. Mm, no, yeah. that blue paint is not really made to be on the floor, That's more right. than likely. And even if it is a floor paint, a porch paint, right? Mm-hmm. Not with small children and all the toys and all the stuff. Ah! <laughs> That's right. Or do- large dogs. Right. Things like that. Dogs. Yeah. Oh, we had this conversation with one of our clients about 20 years ago. We did a kitchen for them. And I was out there looking at a bathroom with them the other day, and <laughs> they said, well, the dogs are tearing up this wood, but you told us this was going to happen. <laughs> mm, I didn't say too much because it's true. We did. We tried to get them to choose a different finish, but they went with a custom, very wide, variegated plank, and it, it's still beautiful, but it needs a little freshen up. Right. Yeah. Now, do you do floors? We do. We'll Ooh. do um, epoxy floors and garages. Uh, we won't. We won't do like sanding hardwood floors and refinishing or right. anything like that. And then, um, you know, if there's a case in a 
commercial building or things like that where we need to do epoxy applications. We'll also do um, like porch and floor enamel. Maybe we've had it happen like on landings and stuff of staircases. Mm-hmm. They're not really going to take a whole lot of impact other than just walking up and down. Right. So we'll do some uh, flooring like that. Okay. Now, you know, the question I'm going to ask you is about popcorn, and I don't mean sitting there eating that popcorn. <laughs> are you removing popcorn? We are. You are. It's, okay. It's the thing to do. I, I yeah. think at some point we're going to run out of it because as much as we've done around <laughs> Not here, around here, I don't think so. <laughs> it's everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> That's so fun. All right. Uh, when we come back, we're going to talk about exterior and how how paint is applied what to do maybe what not to do we want you to join this conversation join us at 865-656-8255 or 1-800-951-8255 we'll be right back with more of around the house on news talk 98.7 woki Good morning and welcome back. I'm Dawn Steimer and this is Around the House on News Talk 98.7 WOKI. If you're just joining us, we're having a good time talking about painting, something that a lot of people do around this time of the year. We're talking with Painter One, uh, Kelly and Keith Lane, the owners, and Charlie Holloway, the general manager. Is it general manager? Yes, ma'am. Okay. All right. So tell us, what does a day look like in the life of Charlie? (laughs) Um, well, we'll start off the morning and we'll, um, go out to the job sites or touch base with the crews on the job sites to mm-hmm. kind of figure out what's the plan for the day. What's the day's expectations. Good. Um, and then we'll, um, follow up with the customers as well and kind of fill them in on what's going on, um, on their job site. Mm-hmm. Um, see if there's any issues or any concerns on their behalf. Um, and like Keith has said throughout this process, there's a lot of education that goes involved. So a lot of times a, the customer has a question and we're, we're going to give them education on it or they come to us and ask us about some, a way something's going to be applied or how we're going to apply it. And we explain to them why we're going to use this practice because it's best for this specific scenario. Mm-hmm. And I love that you do that. Um, I think there's too much information. There's too much conflicting information on the Internet. And I, I just it frustrates me because the client read this, but this is really what we feel is the best thing to do. Right. And we will do what they want. Like you were saying earlier, Keith, um, you know, we'll do what you want, but we're going to educate you about it. And when what we say you shouldn't do happens, (laughs) (laughs) you know, and it's again, it's, I love to talk to clients and give them information because a lot of what they read on the internet is not really accurate. That's exactly right. Yeah. That's exactly And right. this is East Tennessee. There's a lot of humidity here. And when we start talking about exterior painting of any kind, you have to take that into consideration because we all know that there's the stuff in the air is going to land on whatever it is you painted and form something that likes to grow little mold yeah just a little bit and it's not like it's black mold but it's messy and you want to make sure that that can be washed as well later on down the road that's right right all right so i see a lot of things um on the exterior paint wise and of course one of my favorites is hardy plank Mm -hmm. just because 
it's beautiful. Yes. Installed properly, it's just beautiful. Absolutely. And it is a forever plank. Mm-hmm. It is made with a cement base, as most people know, and it should last you forever. However, you have to paint it properly. Correct. Now, it comes in colors or it comes in a primer situation, a yeah, primer yellow looking, factory right? factory primer. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you come up to a house and it's being built and they're they're finished with the hardy and it's and it's time for the paint. Mm-hmm. I all I can think of is there's a million joints. <laughs> <laughs> and do you have to caulk every joint, every butt joint, every corner? You want to caulk everything except if it's the lap siding, hardy siding. Yeah. We don't recommend caulking the underside Good. because you want the house to be able to breathe. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. we don't, but everything else we're, we're caulking. There's a lot of caulking when it's hardy, but it, like you said, it does turn out very beautiful. It does. Uh, what about shingle, hardy shingle or shake? I guess you call it. Shake. Oh, the shake siding. I'm sorry. It, yeah. So you kind of want to do the outside. You're not going to caulk every because you want to have that shake look. Yeah. So it's going to be the outside parameter mostly that you're going to do there. Okay. And so that's you'll a have some less. joints where the shake connects. You'll connect. You'll caulk those. Caulk but, those. Okay. But not the gaps that are already in there supposed to be. You All right. Have that gap. Well, and it's interesting. I'm sure you had to go by Hardy standards to get a warranty from Hardy on this. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. So each application can be different it's like decking when i had an outdoor business there was a way of putting down um something from lowe's and then there's a way of doing timber tech and it it, they are not the same that's exactly right (laughs) and what i love about it is when you do it right you don't have to worry about warranty that's right you just don't have to worry about you just call that manufacturer Uh, timber tech had a little problem and we fixed it and timber tech stood fully behind that yes and so I would assume Hardy would do the same if Absolutely. it's installed properly. Absolutely. Okay. So you've caulked Hardy and what comes next? So we'll want to, after we, well, the first thing we'd actually do is just wash it down mm-hmm. because it's going to have kind of powdery where it's been in the, the facility being well, stored and everything like that. It, yeah. So you've got to get all that off. If you have that dust and you try to just paint it, it's going to just peel right off. Ugh. So. Okay. So we'll we'll wash it. Of course, we um, will go out and mask off things we're not supposed to paint, or um, and then <laughs> like cl- shingles, like no. shingles, <laughs> like shingles and windows and cars if they're closed. Oh <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's probably important. So the the wind's very. I mean, we take all the factors. We so take you're the wind. We usually will spray on the outside. Now we will cut in like if it's window trim, we'll mm-hmm. cut in around that. Mm-hmm. All this kind of the same principle as the inside. If it's a small area, we're going to cut it in. But for the most part, we're gonna we're gonna spray it, but we're also gonna back roll or back brush into it. Awesome! That was my next to, question. You got to push it into the yeah. material. If you just lay it on top, that's where it stays. That's right, <laughs> and it just dries there, and it you can go up to it again and just peel Pull it, right it off. off. Oh, that would be so frustrating. <laughs> okay, so I'm sure you've heard about the forever staining and things on decking and the painting. Mm-hmm. Talk to me about that. I we don't have to talk brand. We can just talk generic. Yeah. So with staining and, and things like that, you've got to be careful to make sure it's one, if you're going to change the color or want stain reapplied, you've got to make sure it's going to accept that stain first. So we do what's called a water test. We'll go out to it and pour water onto it. We're watching for it to either beat up or start absorbing in. And once it, if it's absorbing into the wood, it's ready to go. 
Okay. But if it's not, then you've got two options. Either keep what you're at or you can, we have to strip it. We'll have mm-hmm. to either chemically or a media blast or something like that. Now you can mm-hmm. sometimes, there are certain stains that if you know exactly what you used and everything like that, you can go back because it'll reactivate itself. Ah. But a lot of times when you try to cross, it won't reactivate mm-hmm. so what's going to happen is it's just going to sit right on top of it and it's just it's going to dry there then it'll it'll stay tacky for a while dry then it starts just flaking off oh so frustrating essentially spent money for for nothing, nothing. for a look that's going to it'll last maybe you probably will do have a headache for about a year as it's slowly coming over and oh. uh, peeling off and everything like that so mm. okay <laughs> so the other thing I'm, I'm I was trying to get at mm-hmm. is um, a product, and it is it's called like it forever seals the deck. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And you never have to do that again. Now they had this is the part of the benefit of being in business for 25 years. I watched a company go in and vinyl seal houses, mm-hmm. and then I watched them 10 years later kind of disintegrate. Not the house, but the you know, the whole inside because yeah. the, it couldn't breathe. That's that's definitely a good point. Even with some of the paints and stuff that they put on, yeah. like that, you've got to have your house being able to breathe. It expands and contracts with the weather. It's Tennessee. We have, yeah. it can be 30 degrees one minute and 70 in the afternoon, mm-hmm. 80 in the afternoon. So it's going to expand and contract through the day. Okay. So you want to have a products that are breathable for sure. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So what kind of paint would I, or would, I, would you tell me, um, is your your favorite paint to work with? So we use a product. Um, it, it's actually from Sharon Williams called Latitude, mm-hmm. and it does really good. The thing about it is very versatile, and it's also a moisture curing paint. So if it's kind of this time of year, we've got it's cooler. It, it allows for a bigger range of of uh, the temperatures that it applies, but. It's very versatile, and it also gives a very good finish when we when we spray and apply it. So we look for paints like that. So I'd say Latitude by Sherwin Williams. There you go. That's from That's a right. professional painter that does this every day. Now the ultra favorite paint that helps with maintenance. Mm-hmm. There's a product called Emerald Rain Refresh, and what it actually does is this is an exterior. This paint. is an exterior paint. Okay. So when it rains, it actually cleans itself. No it's way. Self cleaning. Isn't that- Crazy. So it's it's a really cool product, <laughs> and it will help. I mean, you still want when you paint an exterior, you want to still have to you still have to do maintenance to it. You want to pressure wash it every now and then just to get all the dirt, light all pressure, the oils, very light pressure. And don't pressure wash your windows, by the way, or doors, or ne- doors. Either one. Yeah, you don't no, want to break no. the seals no. or anything like that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you called it emerald rain, rain refresh, rain refresh. Yes. You gotta love this. Technology is so fun. It is amazing. It is so fun. All right. And then of course, what about brick? I see a lot of older homes and the first thing they say to us, and of course we want to paint this brick. Mm-hmm. You know, and and the you know, there's some thin brick that's long and man, when you paint it, it's gorgeous. Definitely. So how do you prep brick and how do you paint brick and then what happens later? <laughs> so what you're doing with the brick is and it you're right it does bring it to a very nice updated look a lot of mm-hmm. people are doing it but keep in mind that you're taking something that's pretty much maintenance free except for some washing <laughs> to something you're going to have to maintenance after you know 10 15 20 years the paint will fade it's a color and the sun uv rays will fade it 
So it doesn't necessarily mean it's going to peel, though. It's not necessarily. If you do the job right and prep it right, like we've talked about, prep <laughs> is the most important. Yeah. So if you prep it right, it's going to stick, but it will fade. It becomes something sure. that, you know, it's not going to stand up forever. Right. So, but to prep that out, we'll start out pressure washing it, and then we're going to look for any cracks or anything in the mortar. And if it's small hairline cracks, we'll actually put caulk into that. If it's something we're going to have to build up a little bit more, if it's a big mortar joint, then we'll put a mortar into it. Okay. But the thing we won't do, we can't redo tuck pointing or anything like oh, that. Redo sure. the whole mortar. Well, thing. that's kind of an art. That's it kind is. of an art. A skill, at least. <laughs> it's almost a, a dying art. It's yeah. hard to find some, some good masons and things these <laughs> There's days. There's a few around right now. Yeah. But you, you know, they're so busy. They're so busy. Getting them on the phone is hard enough. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly right. So, yeah, we're going to prep it out. We're going to uh, pressure wash. We're going to fill any cracks or anything that we see water could get into that shouldn't be getting into. Um, and then we'll, after that, we'll start uh, going with the painting process. Of course, we're still going to cover everything. We're going to pull back mulch if you've got mm-hmm. mulch so we don't get oh, paint good. on the ground. Good, good. We don't like painting on the grass or anything like that. Even right. though it grows and goes away, it doesn't make our final product look good for that yeah. immediate time. Yeah, and a client that really spends a lot of time in their lawn is really going to value your extra protection. That's exactly right. And the things right. that you do. Yeah, it, it's amazing. Uh, okay, so how long is this paint going to hold up to the sun and weather and things like that? Are we talking 5, 10, 15, 20? It's, it's color choice dependent, and okay. we educate the customers about that. The darker the color is, the quicker it's going to fade. Sure. So, um, But typically, I will tell people, depending on what line we go with and the standard line we go with, we can get you should be able to get 7 to 10 years. You can extend that a little bit by maintaining. Go out, light wash it every now and again. You know, so wash it, not rinse, just rinse it off. You have to use something with it. You you want to have some kind because the product or the things that's going to be on the the surface is going to be oily. So you oh, want something that's going to take the okay. pollen is oily. So it, and it's going to stick. So that's the stuff that will break it down. You know, I never really thought about pollen being oily. That <laughs> yeah. yellow nasty yeah. stuff we get every. <laughs> okay, well, interesting, interesting. All right, so what's happening in paint? Are you finding that it's more expensive? That your labor is higher. I know we certainly are finding. <laughs> yes, to ah. all. <laughs> it's we, paint hasn't been uh, been uh, kept away from all the increasing and in things, especially since COVID and mm-hmm. the shortages that were going on with as a result of that. So we've seen definitely seen labor going up. We've seen paint. I think we've taken. I want to say somewhere around four to five increases. Wow! Over the past two years. Wow. So it's, and it's just the way it is. Mm -hmm. I mean, luckily the good thing about painting is it's not taking the increases like lumber and other materials of, you know, three, 400%. It's, you know, we're talking, it's gone up, you know, five, 10%, -hmm. but it's still significant, especially on large projects. It's going to add up after when you have so many gallons. Okay. So that brings me to the question. When you give someone a price, Mm -hmm. is it a 30 day, 60 day, 90 day quote? How long is that price good? We keep it good for 60 days, Okay, but you know, they'll call back and if they call back in four or five months and ready to go, we'll evaluate. And most likely it's not going to change. Sure. So yeah, it's very dependent on, you know, how the paint supplying or this paint vendors are and where our price is at and things like that. But they're usually very good about announcing. So we'll kind of have an idea 
that, okay, we're going to be taking this in July or so, or, you know, whenever it's going to be. So we do have an idea usually. All right. There's a lot of information being shared here today, and I'm very, very excited about that. Painter One is with me. You were listening to uh, Keith, and his wife Kelly is over here being very quiet, but she's very pretty and very smiley this morning. And Charlie, the general manager, is here with us. And we are going to take your calls and texts at 865-656-8255. Or there's an 800 number for call only at 1-800-951-8255. Final segment coming up here on Around the House on News Talk 98.7 WOKI. Welcome back. Hey, good morning. It's Saturday morning. And it's 749, and we are talking with Painter One, Keith and Kelly Lane, and Charlie Holloway are with me this morning, and we're talking all things paint. Thanks for being here. Thanks for having us. All right. Well, we're still whistling. I love whistling. Reminds me of my dad. (laughs) All right. Let's talk about specialty paints. We were talking on the break about this. Share with us. So what we were talking about is there's a a product that we use sometimes. It's one of those that a lot of people don't know about, but we've used it at our house, actually. And it it has cool fill technology, so infrared technology. And what that's going to do, and it's basically for walking surfaces. So if Think about around your pool or on your deck and you're walking and you try to walk barefoot. Right. And it burns your feet. Right. This paint will actually lower that surface temperature. No way. So, and it actually works. We've, like I said, we've tried it out. And so there's concrete products and of course there's stain products that have that infrared technology. Mm. But the one we've used around our house is a product distributed by Sherwin Williams, which is H&C Cool Fill. Cool Fill. Kevin, I hope you're listening because he has a lot of pool deck. (laughs) (laughs) We'll be happy to apply for him. (laughs) Oh, man. Now, okay, so if you apply something like that, you said it kind of fills in the cracks? It fills in the cracks. Or the unlevel little dips? It kind of depends on how wide the crack is. If it's wide enough, we'll put some self-leveling caulk in there before we actually paint it. So it'll level out and everything. Self-leveling caulk? Mm Mm-hmm. Wow. Uh, I'm getting an education today. This is interesting. But this is what happens when you talk to a pro. They know the latest technology. Because As we should. As you should. That's right. And so I've been looking forward to talking with you. I knew technology had just rocketed your business. I'm, I'm glad. And adapting and knowing that your contractor adapts to things like that. Definitely. Is huge because you want to take advantage of those new techno- technological paints just like i did when i took that had that procedure done cryoablation what (laughs) i thought oh my gosh but it was wonderful and so why not take advantage of the things that that we can right of course all right so speaking of that um i kind of gave a few things away but how talk to us about how to hire a contractor a paint contractor or whatever Sure. I mean, it kind of applies to all contractors. Mm-hmm. First, I mean, first and foremost, you want to make sure they're licensed and insured. 
and Hallelujah. have the right licenses. <laughs> yeah, and so, they do provide them. Yes, which Painter One does. Absolutely. When we go out to a to a job, we're going to hand a sales folder to the customer, mm-hmm. and it'll have a copy of our license, insurance, warranty, everything mm-hmm. that information you should know. So, you know, definitely make sure they're reputable. But I always advise people get multiple bids because you want to work with somebody that you're comfortable with. Yes. Yes. So, but make sure when you're getting those bids that you're comparing things that are apples to apples. You don't want to have one company that's providing certain materials and giving you a lower price Mm -hmm. that are materials that may not last Mm -hmm. when you've got another company providing for a little bit more, a little bit bigger price. And they may be reputable because you've got more overhead as a reputable company. You're going to have to get licenses and insurances and everything like that. So compare, 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 Mm -hmm. and make sure you're comparing on the same playing field Mm -hmm. to decide. And you can actually check out if somebody has an active insurance when they show you that accord form, which is your generic form for proof of insurance. Mm -hmm. The supplier of the insurance, the agent is going to be on there with a phone number. And all you have to do is pick up the phone. That's right. Because just because it says it's active, and this is nothing personal, I I tell all my clients this, Mm -hmm. um, does not mean that it's active today or tomorrow, right? Well, as a general contractor, Master Remodelers carries an umbrella policy. Correct. Whereas if you were working on a job with us and something happened and, gee, you know, I forgot to pay it and, and it expired and there was something that happened, God forbid, um, we our insurance would kick in and cover until your insurance kicked in. Absolutely. And so we're you know there's there's lots of questions to ask. What else? And the other thing is do your research. The state provides a a place where you can yes. go and see if they have an active license, if everything's in good standing, things like that. Do the research online. Look at their reviews. You know, go to look at the Better Business Bureau website and see what their accreditation is. Okay. So, but you want to make sure that who you're hiring is who they say they are and that they're going to provide you what they say they're going to do. Right. So it's, it's all about comparison and doing some research and yeah. just making sure that you're comfortable with who you're, you're going to have in your home. Yeah. So as far as I'm concerned, our motto is just like we've never been there. That's Except right. Except it's fresh, obviously, yeah. but I don't want you to know that we connected that roof and you know, we want it to to blend in the way it's supposed to, the way it would would have been done had it been an original build. Correct. Right? Just like paint. It, once I have my home painted, I don't want to have to think about that little corner over there that's driving me nuts right there. I right. want to have somebody do it right the first time. That's right. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And definitely, the I would say the last thing to look at is look at what deposit they're asking for. There's certain limits by the state that, we're only allowed to take so much of a deposit as mm-hmm. contractors. Mm-hmm. So make sure they're not trying to get everything up front. Yeah, no, or whatever. never do that. No. So, but it's okay for progress payments and things. If it's a very large job, of course, but right. you don't want someone coming in that's going to ask for half of it right then or a hundred percent of it right then. Right. You want to, so you want to make sure that they are um, going to do the right thing and that they're not trying to. You know, you hear the horror stories of people mm-hmm. paying and they never show up. Avoid well, that. I, I even think a background check isn't a bad idea. That's not a bad idea. At all. <laughs> and a lot of the sites we're on and online places, they already do the background check. Google's done a background check for us. Uh, we're on Home Advisor and Angie's. Okay. And they do all background checks. All right. So, so you've got about 30 seconds. What do you want to leave with your listeners? 
I mean, the biggest thing when we first decided to come on the show was educating people to watch out. And because we hear the horror stories and and we have jobs all the time that we're going in and fixing things for from other contractors, it's either left high and dry or just left a a bad job. Mm. So be careful and and really do your research and make sure you're comfortable with who's going to be taking care of your home. All right. After you've done that and you want to talk to the professionals, you just want to call Keith at 865-345-5800 or go to painterone.com backslash Knoxville. Uh, Nice website. You can see some before and afters. And we're going to take a break, catch up on a little news and a little weather. And I want to thank you, all of three of you, for being here this morning. It's nice to see your smiling faces. I hope you've enjoyed the uh, Painter One show this morning. And we're going to be right back with some more fun things here on Around the House on News Talk 98.7 WOKI. Good morning. Good morning. I am not Scott Brokham. <laughs> I'm glad to have you in the second hour of Around the House this Saturday, November the 18th. I'm Dawn Steimer, owner of Master Remodelers, subbing in for Scott Brokamp today. Uh, Master Remodelers is, is just having too much fun celebrating 25 years in business. Um, we're an award-winning company. Over the years, we've won Best in Knoxville, best CEO, most creative company, all kinds of crazy things, and and just really appreciated all of those accolades. Uh, and in the past six months, I took about six months off and uh, just enjoyed my grands and the 25-year celebration that we are just doing all year long. Um, and I'm just wondering what you've been doing on Saturdays. If you want to call us, our number is 865-656-8255 or 1-800-951-8255. The weather today is about 58 right now, I do believe. And the high today is 62, a low of 35. Small chance of showers, but kickoff at 3.30, we're going to be fine. Today is the last day of the fall season for the Market Square Farmer's Market. Next weekend, the square will be all lit up for Christmas. So drop by today between 9 and 1 for your last chance this year for local produce and crafts. Marble Springs State Historic Park on Governor John Severe Highway is hosting a stargazing event tonight. Bring your telescopes, lawn chairs, and blankets and enjoy the Leonid meteor shower tonight from 7 to 11. The forecast is for clear skies and crisp temperatures, so dress warm. And then, of course, our Vols are playing the top-ranked Georgia team today at 3.30 on CBS. If you're not real comfortable with the announcing on CBS, you can always turn down the TV and listen to the game on our sister station, WIVK, the flagship station of the Vol Network. For a complete list of events happening around your house today, go to visitknoxville.com. On today's second hour edition of Around the House, we're talking about ways to spruce up your home for holiday entertaining. Take a look around. You know, in the first hour, we got the walls painted and maybe the outside painted. Uh, But what about your furniture? 
throw pillows and dollies are just going to hide so much when it comes to torn upholstery. For instance, Randy and I, in a little different situation, uh, got some new recliners, and we love them, but it was damaged in delivery. And there's just no way that we can part with those chairs now. Uh, So we contacted the local business where we purchased them, um, and they sent our next guest over to do the repair. Um, I want to introduce to you Miles Denny uh, from Diversified Upholstery, and he did such a great job that I had to invite him in to be on the show today. Good morning, Miles. Good morning. We had a good time that day, didn't we? We did. (laughs) (laughs) I'm delighted to have you here. Thanks for coming in this morning. Thanks for inviting me. Mm -hmm. Uh, In-home repairs, you come to the house, right? That is correct. You do house calls. We do house calls. We we come directly to your home. Uh, We do on-the-spot, basically, repairs. Wow. And... um, you know, we've been doing this for, it's been 23 years that we've been really? doing it. Really? 23. 23 years. Yeah. And it is, you are a sole proprietor. Yeah. Right? And it's yep. just you. Just me. So. One man show. <laughs> but let me tell you, when he comes in, he's a powerhouse and he's ready to roll. You just walked in and got to it. Yep. Right? That's what we do. Mm-hmm. And so you work on warranties for furniture companies. That's, um, that's correct. Repairs. We, we do most stores or most factories will have a one year in home or not in home, but a one year warranty on parts and labor. Okay. And a lot of people don't understand that. Um, in the first year, the uh, warranty covers, you know, any manufacturing defects, that type of thing. So you would have to just take a, you know, when you go in to buy, make sure they do have that. Mm-hmm. Um, I work for a variety, about 30 different retailers and then also work for factories and warranty companies and that type of thing. Okay. And well, and that says a whole lot all in itself because they trust you to make their product look like new again. Right. right? And that's a big deal. So I was really impressed with the knowledge base that you have. Um, so you do warranties, but you also re- do repairs out of warranty. Yes, that's correct. We do, um, if say for instance you you have a uh, a recliner that you've had and you bought it from one of the retailers and the mechanism starts to bend or that type of thing, that we do a lot of that. Or you have the the new power recliners where <laughs> you know you get stuck in it and it just stops all of a sudden. And you you get, get stuck out. in it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. What? Yeah, we've had that happen. Really? Um, yeah. So we're a little part electrician in that point. Um, and there's a lot of things you got to figure out what is wrong and what's going on, you know, when we run into that situation. Um, we do carry, I do carry parts in my van on a a lot of generic parts that I can use between different brands so that we try to come out there in one stop and get the, get the job done. Um, I, I'm not one to try to order parts and just keep on coming back out. We want to get you done on the first call. I like that. Um, what is your favorite thing to work on as far as furniture? What do you enjoy the most? I probably I get a, a big kick out of um, I've got customers that will call me on a recliner that, you know, recliners like, a you know, your favorite pair of shoes a lot of times. Mm-hmm. And you really just 
these, you know, people, men, oh, men and women, they like their, they like their recliner. They, it's kind of part of them. It's mm-hmm. part of the house. It is. Uh, they don't want to get rid of it, but it's getting a little bit old. It's cushions starting mm-hmm. to sag. The back, you know, it's not as comfortable as it used to be. Uh, and we'll refurbish that recliner. Um, I can go in a lot of times and, uh, add more padding to it. Nice. Put new seat coolers in it. Um, spruce it up a little bit. Sometimes, you know, the guy's been working with the wobbly arm for, you know, last 10 years and the arm's kind of loose and, uh, about to fall off, but we can usually correct those problems. Um, you know, the biggest problem like when recliners is, you know, if we can, if the manufacturer's still around, and usually the better factories are, right? We can get a part, um, and we can still get a mechanism uh, for it or a part really? for that mechanism. That's nice. I didn't um, know that. I had this lady down in Sevierville recently that uh, her is lazy boy, and uh, I do lazy boy, and mm-hmm. they were able to get me the part. It's a thirty-year-old chair. Wow! So I can fix her chair. See, she has a pair of them and, you know, she's tickled to death that we're able to. Find <laughs> them, so. That's great. And and you know who to go to to get that stuff, right? right? Because you've been doing this forever. 23 years, 23 years, 23 years. Yep, yep. Yep. You'll be celebrating 25 like me. Right. Two years. Yeah, That's right. awesome. Two years, yeah. Congratulations. Yeah. All right. Uh, we have the expert in the house about upholstery, about repair, um, about recovering, about repadding. And I'm, I have a million questions. I hope you do. You can join us in this conversation by ta- by calling us to talk, or you can just text in if you're shy or have morning voice or something. <laughs> and you can do that at 865-656-8255 or 1-800-951-8255. We're going to take a break. We'll be right back with more of Around the House talking about upholstery with diversified upholstery here on Around the House on News Talk 98.7 WOKI. Good morning and welcome back. I'm Dawn Steimer and this is Around the House on News Talk 98.7 WOKI. If you're just joining us, we have Miles Denny, the owner of Diversified Upholstery, in studio with us this morning. Hey, Miles. Hey. <laughs> I met Miles just a few weeks ago uh, for a warranty repair from a purchase that my husband and I made. And he made such an impression on me with his expertise and unwillingness to settle for something that wasn't quite right um, that I just invited Miles on. And I'm, I'm delighted that you're here this morning. Thanks for coming on. Well, thank you. Our clients... Uh, uh, your clients are like games and things, Lazy Boy. Anything? Lazy Boy, Braden's, okay. Sofas and More, okay. um, Bill Cox. Okay. Um, we do a lot of the rental stores, errands, the rental center. Oh, okay. Um, we, well, with about, there's about 30 of them that we do. Okay. Wow. All, all together. Um, and then we do, uh, we do Safeware Warranty Service, which is a warranty the stores sell. Safeware. Oh, Safeware. okay. So this is a, a warranty you it's purchase. It's an extended warranty. Okay. We do for them. How do you feel about that? Well, the warranties work. The extended warranty will work extremely well with recliners because it covers the mechanism. Ah. It does cover the electronics. Mm-hmm. 
So you're not paying for the labor and you're not paying for the parts right. for a recliner. Okay. So the um, recliner motors that power the recliner that move it, those can be fairly expensive. Mm-hmm. Um, on a Lazy Boy product, they're very expensive. Mm-hmm. So um, in that turn, it cover is great to have. Plus, also if you have dogs or kids or you know animals, pets, you know I've been out on one customer. I had well, I've had this happen several times. The customer buys a piece of furniture that's in the leather or whatever. Yeah. And they get a brand new kitten. Uh oh. And the kitten just, uh, you know, they leave the cat out the kitten out it? and no. shreds it all up. And they just bought it. Oh, I'd be sick. But they bought the extended warranty. No way. It's and covered? It, it's covered. Oh, for it heaven's cover- sake. The extended warranty covers accidental wow. damage. So you need to, uh, whatever the store is selling, don't listen to the salesperson. <laughs> Let me see this. Let me see what the. Let me see your pamphlet on it. Okay. And read it and understand it. Um, you you just want to look at that because that will tell you the truth and the exactly what it covers. Right. Okay. Right. So you believe that it's a good value. It can be. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yes. It yeah. Can be if, especially on mechanical, anything mechanical, electrical, those type of things. And the warranty company will even pay if you forget to plug it in. Because I. Can. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome we've had that happen too where we just go in and plug it in something's wrong yeah <laughs> it doesn't work no more but it's not plugged in that's so funny but uh you know so it covers that it um so that's why i think that it's a good value especially for if you got mechanical furniture any type of you know moving parts that are on pieces of furniture it, it's good to have hmm Okay. Um, why did you start Diversified Upholstery? What made you do that? What made me do that was um, I used to work for Rhodes Furniture years ago. Okay. Um, I started off my father's business, and I went to work for Rhodes. And in the process of working for Rhodes, I started running warehouses and operations and that type of thing. Mm-hmm. And when I was in the warehouse business, running the warehouses, we had a guy come in and do a leather repair on an ottoman. Okay. And I'm a kind of hands-on guy anyway. And I, when I was in the warehouse, I liked to fix furniture. Right. Anyway, so we had a guy that came in and fixed a leather ottoman. It was just a little bitty scratch. This is back in the early 80s. He charged $160 mm-hmm. to fix the little bitty one-inch. Just scratch. labor. Just for the labor. Yeah. And, of course, the light went on my head. I said, that's a good business to get into. <laughs> so, anyway, but uh, over the years with me running warehouses, we fixed a lot of furniture. Mm-hmm. As a delivery manager running a delivery warehouse, our job is to get the furniture delivered. And um, people don't realize this, but most stores, bigger stores, will open the furniture. We prepped it out two days in advance. Mm-hmm. Our touch-up guys and our repair people touched everything up and repaired everything before it even went out. Case there's a little scratch. That's the way to do it. Okay. So, um, so in that turn, a lot of times I would fix it. And so we started, you know, and I enjoyed it. I always have. Uh, I did that with my dad's business when I was in first business with my father. So, um, it was just a kind of a natural thing for me to go in because I enjoyed fixing things. Yeah. So it's so funny. We have similar stories because I started 
the business with my dad. Right. And I was an optician for 20 years. So I liked working with small things, mechanical, making lenses and contacts. Right. Fixing glasses and all this cool stuff. And so it was a natural thing. So I love that story. Right. I love that you just fit right in there. Right. (laughs) Um, You've had uh, awards like Best in Knoxville for reupholstery. And I found that on KnoxvilleGrid.com. They called you one of the top three people in Knoxville for upholstery. I bet you didn't know that, did you? did not know Uh that. (laughs) Go to KnoxvilleGrid.com and you can see that. I had no clue. Isn't that neat? Well, I'm not surprised. I talked to you for five minutes and thought, "Uh uh-huh, okay. (laughs) So how many service calls and job repairs have you done Talk about some of those. Well, we've, you know, like I said, we've been in the business for 23 years, mm-hmm. soon to be 24. And uh, we use, we, you know, in the average year, we probably do over a thousand calls a year. Wow. So we're looking at, you know, I've been probably to 24,000 different customers over these years. And um, so that's, you know, we, and we do um, a lot of in home, you know, we, like I said, we do some refurbishing and that type of thing. Mm-hmm. So that's, we've done a lot of repairs. Um, so it's like kind of second nature to what we're doing now uh, on on repairs. Now, one thing a lot of people don't understand about my business is that we are not the guy that you call to recover a piece of furniture. No, really? I'm not the guy to do that. Mm-hmm. I am only a repair service or, um, refurbish, but I stay so busy doing what I do. I have no time to do mm. a full recovery job. Well, will you refer someone? Yes. Yes. Good. Good. So you can help them find someone to do that yes. after maybe they've had something repaired. Right. Okay. Right. A lot of upholsters don't want to re- don't want to fool with what I do. Mm. They do not. And I'll have them refer me. <laughs> uh, they don't want to refer, they don't want to mess with recliners. Um, and if you do get something recovered, take the tags off before you get it recovered. Like the, the ward, all there's tags from the factory. Okay. Take those off and save them in case you do have a problem later on with the mechanism and that type of thing. Because uh-huh. so many upholsters always take the tags off and never return them. <laughs> and so then we're kind of at loss to where we can get the parts. Wow. So, uh, <laughs> Even if you just use a hammer tacker and put them inside on the wood somewhere, right? Right. You could just tack them in there. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. Yeah. Okay. But I've, I've gone into re, when, covered, when furniture's recovered. I can't, we can't get parts because we don't know who, what, you know who makes it or whatever. Seriously? Yeah. And you can't always tell. No. There's no. a million manufacturers, I'm right. sure, out there. Right. And, and that's the hard part. That's the, that's probably the, hard, the thing I deal with that, that we can't get parts for mm. the real old stuff. Okay. Do they work with other mechanisms if the mechanism is gone? Sometimes we can do that, but it's very difficult to find the exact the mechanism that will work for mm-hmm. that chair because the way the the chair is built mostly around that mechanism and ah. made to particular you know for certain height and seat and back how it works and how it operates. Mm-hmm. So when we have if you know, occasionally we can we can do that, but it's very time consuming. It's costly, 
But if you really like the chair, you know, we can, can work on it. We can work on it, but it's, it's, it's it can be difficult to do. Mm. Well, um, huh. So will you work on old furniture? Oh, sure. Really old furniture. Well, if I go, if you got something that is an eight way hand tied sofa Duh. per se. Okay. What does that mean? Okay. Eight way hand tied is really the way the furniture was made years and years ago. <laughs> That's extremely durable, and it holds up very well. Mm-hmm. It's probably, if I go to look for a sofa, I'm going to look for an eight-way hand-tied sofa because it's going to hold up better than anything else out there. Why? The way, well, there's, they got coil springs inside underneath that hold the seat up, mm-hmm. okay, and they're tied eight-wayed. Oh. That's where they get the eight-way. Oh, okay. And you got to watch out for when you're looking at furniture, whether it's a Chinese version of an eight-way oh. or is an American-made. Okay. And there's a big difference. All right. That's a good tease because we're going to talk more about that. We're going to take a little break All right. and make a little money. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, we'll be right back. We're listening to Miles, Miles Denny from Diversified Upholstery, a locally-owned business that I, I hope you're impressed with it. If you get him out to your house, you'll really be impressed with him. And we'll be right back with more of Around the House on News Talk 98.7 WOKI. Well, welcome back. Good morning. I'm Don Steimer, and this is Around the House on News Talk 98.7 WOKI. It's 831 on this Saturday, November the 18th, and we're talking with Miles Denny from Diversified Upholstery. So glad to have you here. Thanks for coming in this morning. Oh, you're welcome. Um, DIY for repairs. Um, can you give us some tips and things like that about DIY? Well, sure. Doing it yourself? Yeah. Okay. yeah. Well, there's a lot of things you can well, I, I get a lot of customers that will call me and my recliner stop working. And, um, you Did know, you plug it in. <laughs> well, that's the first thing, you know, go back to the basics on any type of repair or something, uh, to make sure that it is plugged in right? and make sure the outlet is plugged in all the way into the outlet. And there's but, power and there's power because <laughs> I can't tell you how many times we've gone out to a customer's home, home and that's what the problem is. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, you, you, you know, I'll, you know, what I normally do, like with a power recliner, Normally, the first thing I do if we have trouble, if it's not working, is roll it forward. I don't usually tip it back. Or I roll it forward on its front. Hmm. That's just the way I prefer it. And usually, because all the wiring and all that, you can see. Okay. So that's why I do that. Hmm. So you can um, just check the wiring. A lot of times the factories will actually they use a zip tie to put the wires on to the frame or mm-hmm. hold it in place. Mm-hmm. And they actually do it too tight. And they'll cut through the wire. Really? They'll eventually just stop the wire from working. So, um, so look for that. Look for that. Um, and just look, you know, just kind of basically look, you know, look at, chase down the wiring and see where it's going to. The other day I had a lady um, that I've been out previously, but her chair, went, the wire that controlled went to the, the wand that makes it work, got crushed. Oh, Okay. And it just got crushed underneath the chair. Mm-hmm. 
So, uh, so you know, track down the wiring and see what's going on with it. So it could be just a pinched wire. Could be a pinched wire, and just track them down and see what's going on. And you can, you know, if you undo the zip ties, that may relieve it and make it work. Mm-hmm. But also just make sure all the connections are there that are pushed in tight and that type of thing. No wires are sh- are showing wire. They right. still have covering on them. Right. Okay. So, uh, you know, it's, it's pretty basic stuff. Um, and then, you know, if you're looking for, you know, you just want to get a seat cushion redone or whatever, you can take that to a local foam over on Central Foam and Fabric. Does You can take your cushion down there and they can put a new cushion in for you. I like that. Thank you for telling me that. There was a lady on Kingston Pike um, that is where the like uh, vintage stores are on Kingston Pike right. and Bearden. And she used to have foam, and I didn't know where to go after that. So Century Foam. No, no, on Central Avenue. Central Avenue. I'm sorry. Foam and Fabric Outlet. Okay. Thank you. I like that. Uh, because sometimes you just need a little more something. <laughs> right. And that's a simple thing to do. Yeah. And if you don't want to do that, I can do that. You know, you can call me and we can. The foam? We can come out there and get the foam. And um, I've, I've got a, a local guy that, I, that I've used that uh, we can get the foam from. Okay. Cool. Cool. So what else? Uh, what else can we do ourselves um, as far as DIY? How can I check that mechanism to see if it just unlatched or okay well uh, you know um, the other common thing with mechanism make sure you know take a roll it forward take a look at it and make sure all the screws are tight okay over a year over the years the screws get on get loosened and just simply just tighten them up (laughs) it's a simple process uh you have to look closely because they're hard to see so get a flashlight in there and see you know look at all the screws where it connects to the frame and a lot of the times on the old pushback recliners where you push, those are the ones that usually I work on a lot where they'll come undone. And that's a lot of times it's just the screws have come undone. Mm. And it'll come up undone even in upside where the back attaches to the mechanism. Oh. So those are a little bit harder to get to because upholstery's got to be undone to get to it. Okay. But check, you know, if it's kind of wobbly and loose, just tighten all the screws. Makes sense. Um, very common thing that happens over time okay because you know with wood it kind of swells and contracts over time and of course well you got a, um, a screw go from a metal mechanism so <laughs> it loosens up over time right so and you're moving back and forth and all you're the moving time back and forth hmm. makes makes perfect sense i picked up a chair at a excuse me resale store that was um kind of a post and beam uh, look to it. it had the spindles the square spindles and stuff i love this chair but the mechanism didn't work right and i got a mechanism and put it on and boom we were done and it, it was like a 25 dollar chair that could be sold for 200 right and i thought wow this is this is cool and that's the first time i ever knew you could actually replace the mechanism without rebuying the chair right. as a cost right. well it's funny you mentioned that you bought a, a, a chair like that mm-hmm. i had a customer a couple of years ago that bought a, a, a thomasville recliner it was all leather that's a good brand uh all leather recliner and uh when i took it back 
they had about six or seven hundred dollars worth of repairs to that particular chair to get it back to where it needed to go. I had to rebuild the frame. So I rebuilt the frame. I put a new mechanism in there. It repadded it and everything. And when I get it back to them, you know, they go, "Well, we bought this chair at a yard sale for twenty five dollars." <laughs> but uh, and they had me fix it. And of course, now it's a beautiful chair, and it yeah, works. And yeah. uh, so, and it, when whenever I rebuild something, it's more it's normally better than what the factory has done because I kind of overbuild things me to make too. sure that me they too. don't come back to well. Me. <laughs> exactly. Well, that's how you become a master at right. what you do. Right. Is you know the things that may act up after a while, and you just put what we call those stop gaps in to make sure that doesn't happen right yeah well it came apart from the factory yeah and you saw how i saw i see how it was made and i go you're kidding me yeah we're not gonna do that (laughs) (laughs) oh now earlier we were talking about um made in america versus made in china uh talk a little bit about your repairs on the different materials that from the different countries okay all right well there, there are some factories with. Rec- I do a lot of recliners because we talk. I've sure. been talking a lot, of, and there are a few factories that still will have a mechanism that is from that's made in America. And over the years that I've worked on recliners and furniture, I've seen the the China the China or the overseas furniture come in, and it looks beautiful. I had a, I had a Thomasville. Another Thomasville piece come in that we had to do, and the customer said, "Oh, I, I it was on sale for it was originally sold for eight thousand, and I bought it for four, but mm. the frame broke. Uh-huh. So, and she proceeded to tell me it was eight way hand tied, and I said, "Oh, okay." So we looked at it, and it wasn't. It was a drop in coil that they tied eight way, which is a different animal than a. A, a really eight-way hand-tied right. constructed sofa or chair. And you can tell the difference on those. Pretty simple. On an eight-way hand-tied, you can reach up underneath there, a sofa, and hit it. And it'll be firm, and it'll make a bang. It'll make a noise when you hit it. Like a guitar. Sort of like a guitar, yeah. You but can hear the vibration. Yeah. Okay. Usually on eight-way hand-tied, they've got straps underneath that the coils are attached right. to. And they're tied on the top, so it's all tensioned. Mm-hmm. And you can feel that it's kind of firm, and you can feel the straps, and you can feel it. And that's how you can tell it's an eight-way hand tie. Mm. On this lady's sofa, well, the, the dust cover was loose. So immediately that tells you it's not. But the furniture that's eight-way hand tie that, used to, that comes from North Carolina is made used with hardwood frames and uh, very durable. Mm. Um and it's just a big difference. Big difference. A big difference mm. in the way it's made um, than the stuff from China. The the China. Some of it is, is the tailoring is usually very nice. They they usually have it very nice, but you gotta see if you can look inside to see how it's made. Right. I've run across where it's made with pine. Oh, and um, it's you know you. You kind of go, why do they do it that way? <laughs> and they were just, you know, stapled it together. Mm. Oh, really? Good. Oh, yeah. Ugh. And you're, and you're, you and know, that's going to last a long time. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, I'm there. To, I'm the reason why I'm fixing it because it came apart. Mm-hmm. So, um, 
So when you fix something like that, are you screwing it back together and gluing it? Or what are you doing to make that? Because you want to make that sturdy so it doesn't happen oh, well, again. Yeah. Well, I will screw it. I will glue it and screw it, nail it back together. Okay. Um, if it's dowel pinned mm-hmm. or doweled, actually, I put a, 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 I get my brad nailer and I put a nail through each side of the dowel. Mm-hmm. And of course, it's glued together and clamped in. So the only way you can break that is to stand on it. <laughs> Which, you know, has happened. Right. right. <laughs> um, and so, you know, it's always glued and I usually will go in and put maybe another block in there just to give it extra support. Mm-hmm thicker block i figured you'd have use, blocking available. You use harder you know use a hardwood versus a pine mm-hmm. um so that type of thing so you know the, so the, it's fair to ask where is this what's the country of origin of this material is it fair to ask i how, would think so i mean i would think so all you have to do is i mean most of them always have this just especially on a recliner open up the footrest and there it is there Boom. you go okay so, so you can find it yeah. on there yeah. Open up the footrest. All right. All right. I wouldn't. I mean, the refrigerator is hard enough to find the right. the model numbers. <laughs> All right. Um, what about the the um, power furniture? Any tips on that? You know, you talked about repairing it. I'm talking about sofas, loveseat, recliners, things like that. The mechanism. How long can I expect that to last? Well, the... I mean, obviously, how if I sit I would, in it every day? If you, if you, well, depending on how long you stay in it. Oh, that's you know a lot. Of, a lot of people, you know, we get the, you know people buy the lift chairs and that type of thing. But you know, they'll sit all day long in mm. it. And they're using it. Just depends on how much you're using it. Okay. A good recliner, I would think, a mechanism probably would. If you're using it daily and a lot, mm-hmm. you're probably looking at five, you know, five, six, seven years. Before you need a little attention. Yeah, before you might need a new mechanism because you're aware. And this is good furniture you're talking about. Right. All right. It would just wear and tear. It's a lot. It's a moving part. It's a moving part. Um, Can I do that myself? Can I order a part and just plug it in? Yes, you can. If you keep your receipt, know who you bought it from. Right. If it's a a reputable dealer, they will order the part for you. Okay, we'll order it for you. Most of the good factories have a limited lifetime warranty on mech, on parts. Oh, really? Yes. Nice. Um, like I said, the Lazy Boy. Right. 30-year-old I- recliner or longer, <laughs> and they're getting me a part, and they're not charging. The, you know. Oh, they're not. No. So, oh. See? So you can get parts. Uh, it's the the, China, the uh, stuff from overseas, that can be a problem getting parts. Mm-hmm. And they do... The metal is softer from versus American metal. Okay. From what I have run into, mm-hmm. one of the factories I used to work to work on, they changed. There's a a center bar that ran across a mechanism that used a carriage bolt. There's four of them. Inside You're of kidding! Right. Long threaded carriage. No, bolts? no. no. There's, there's a long bar that runs across the middle oh, okay. of the recliner to pull right. the connected the handle. Right. And they use four carriage bolts that are attached to the mechanism to make it operate. Mm-hmm. Well, one of their engineers got the great idea. They're going to save them a quarter or whatever the bolt cost. Ah. And they went to a Chinese bolt made in China. Mm-hmm. And the metal, I had a fabulous few years with them because I was changing bolts out right <laughs> and left because they went to that cheap bolt. Yeah. And it makes a difference. It makes a little, it makes a big difference. These are the things that I can't explain to a remodeling 
to a, a client is it makes a difference. We we use you know certain screws for certain things, which you should do. Right. And we're not using sheetrock screws for things that. God forbid. Oh my gosh. <laughs> don't don't put a sheet I don't use any sheetrock screws in my, <laughs> my repairs. Not what you're supposed to be oh, using. No. <laughs> and you talked about extended warranty and you did kind of feel like that was a good value on mechanicals on especially. Mechanical, yes. Right? And also they cover stains and they cover any type of Oh right. Oh uh, you know pet uh, issue. A cat issue, yes, if they cat does something wrong to your furniture. Right, right. They do cover that. All right. Next coming up, we're going to talk about leather. Um, what? How do I know if I'm getting real leather or if I'm getting bonded leather? Well, I can tell you, Miles Denny knows a lot about that. And we will be back in our final segment to talk about that with Miles of Diversified Upholstery when we return with more of Around the House on News Talk 98.7 WOKI. Good morning and welcome back. I'm Don Steimer setting in for Scott Brokamp. Uh, and this is Around the House on News Talk 98.7 WOKI. All of this hour, we have been talking with Miles Denny, who has been doing upholstery and in the furniture realm most of your life, right? That's, that's your correct. working life. Oh, yes. Yeah. yeah. And started decided, at six. Oh, 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 I don't want to hear that. No, <laughs> I might want to hear that. Oh, and, you know, I think. If you were listening earlier, Miles came in to do a warranty repair for my husband and I, and I had never met Miles before, and he walked in, and we were talking, and within five minutes, I thought, this man is a world, like a a plethora, a veritable cornucopia of knowledge, and I just had to have him come on. So, yeah, I know. Don't tell your wife we're blowing your head up here. <laughs> but I, I do appreciate you seriously uh, and all of your expertise. It certainly has been a blessing to my family and I'm sure countless others. So let's talk about um, looking inside and looking underneath when you're purchasing a piece of furniture. What if they have a dust cover? Well, I mean, if they have a dust cover, you know, if if I was a salesperson, I would actually cut the dust cover, let them look at it. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I, I get a lot of customers that once I start pulling a piece of furniture apart, they go, oh, my God, is that all there is to it? <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway. Um, That's cute. Is that all there is to it? Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, but anyway, you know, let you, you know, just lose your common sense to take a look at a, a piece of furniture mm-hmm. if you're looking at a you know even if you're looking at a, a dresser or whatever open the drawer see if it is dovetailed yes uh take a look at the drawer slide you know see if it you know how it's made a lot of it's just you know i don't know why is that made like that i mean that doesn't make any sense right uh, um, take your time is what yeah. you're saying look at all of it yes not just the aesthetics yes but get into the the structure I yeah. do that when I buy used furniture. Right, I want right. to see, you know, if it's going to, if it's worth the effort to redo or whatever. Right. right? Well, I mean, there's so much furniture out there today <laughs> there that uh, people, you know, and I, you know, I, I go to a lot of state sales, a lot mm-hmm. of state auctions, and I see this, you know, solid wood Kincaid dresser 
Mm. And it goes for a hundred dollars, and I go, my God, I can't buy the. <laughs> you can't buy the wood for that. I can't buy the wood <laughs> for that. I mean, yeah. and I bought tables and stuff uh-huh. that I use in my repairs because it's cheaper for me to buy it that way. Oh, absolutely, um, absolutely. So I kind of recycle a lot of things, but um, you know, we look at underneath of the furniture, see if you, if they can't. We'll show you. Sometimes the the store will actually have a cut a cutout, away. yeah, cutaway, yeah. Um, which tells you how it's made and shows you how it's made. Mm-hmm. Um, but you've got to do your due diligence because a lot of the salespeople out there, oh, this is the greatest, latest and greatest thing in the world to buy. <laughs> um, and, you know, so you can make a good purchase. You're better probably to spend a little bit more money and get something that will last you a lot longer mm-hmm. than something unless you just want to change it every year. Right, right. And there are a lot of people like that. Right. Right. Um, I'm not big on disposable furniture. Yeah. I want my furniture to last yeah. and be comfortable for a long time. And I'm willing to pay for it um, if I see the value, the quality in it. Yeah. Um, Amish Elegance is another company that I just love because their craftsmanship is impeccable. And I've never fixed it. Oh, oh, that tells you something right there. Isn't that interesting? Well, I know the owner. I'll have to drop your name just in case she's looking for something. (laughs) But I digress. Let's talk about leather furniture. Is it real or isn't it real? And is it all real or just the part that touches your skin? Well, that's the the part you need to find out and take a look at the furniture. Um you can get all leather furniture, or you can get what they call leather mat. So it's where your skin touches when you sit down at the arms and the back will be leather. Mm-hmm. But then the sides are vinyl. Mm. Okay. Um, and those that's a little bit less expensive than getting an all leather set. Mm-hmm. But the leather, if you get all leather, it could take a bump. It could take a hit a little bit better than mm-hmm. vinyl. Um, it's going to last a lot longer. And, you know, like... The chairs that, that I refurbish for customers, those are usually all leather all the way around, and the leather is just still working. It's, <laughs> you know, it's 30 years old. But there there is a difference from that leather and today's leather. Okay. Um, and this is my personal observation. Okay. The leather, a lot of the leather today, if you get one that has a lot of different variations in color, mm-hmm. where it has a maybe a lighter background in it and then it's got a darker sheen. yes yes okay so make it look kind of marbly it it looks very pretty it's pretty but sometimes that that from what i can tell that stuff is painted no way it's got to be painted or it brushes off it rubs off it can rub off over over time especially Mm -hmm. in any type of seam area if it's a seam in the seat or whatever and i've seen that happen Mm mm-hmm so if you have that happen within the first year, call the place you bought it from and make them do something about it. Okay. Because it shouldn't be doing that to begin with. But that's not even bonded leather. That's oh. just a leather that has an extra coating of something on right. it to make it right. look a certain way. Yes, yes. And then there's bonded leather. Oh, bonded leather. Bonded leather is stay away. Stay away from bonded leather. Stay, I agree. Stay away. It from will it. peel. It will peel. It will look like it has a bad sunburn in about a year. It's terrible. Uh, and yes, it's cheap. Yeah. And uh, save your money and buy the one that's real. Because right. It's worth right. it. Because you'll be you'll you'll be wanting to replace that in about a year because year and a half, two years, because the furniture will be peeling. Well, thank you for being here, Miles. If if you want to talk to Miles during the day. 
Um, his business number is 865-230-5004. It's Diversified Upholstery. You can look him up and see his award that he didn't even know he had. <laughs> but uh, thanks again, Miles. Thanks for being here. Oh, you're I appreciate welcome, it so much. It's fun being back in the radio on the radio with you today. If you missed part of today's show and want to listen again, there's a link to to replays on Scott's website. Go to hissecurity.com and click on the ATH radio tab to find recordings of past shows. I want to thank my guests for being with us today, Keith Lane and Charlie Holloway and uh, Kelly, uh, Kelly Lane with Painter One and Miles Denny, of course, with Diversified Upholstery. And thank you for spending some time with me this morning. Next week is Thanksgiving. We'll be taking a break for the holiday. And then Scott will be back with more live guests in December. Around the House is produced by News Talk 98.7 with guest coordination services from B Media Savvy. Thank you for listening. Happy Thanksgiving. I'm so grateful for you. I hope you enjoy some quality time around the house today.